You're listening Do You Speak Cohesion, a podcast hosted by me, Beatrice Rios, that brings you the insights of cohesion policy, the European Union's regional development policy. The first duo that came into Garant was a youngster from Syria. He was 18 years old and he was living together with a Flemish youngster from 21. And the Flemish youngster helped um, subscribe this Syrian refugee for, I think, the Belgian championship for a certain sport he was really, really good at. And the refugee won the championship and the buddy was, was there the whole time to provide support during the championship. My name is Jolien de Kroon. I was a previous project coordinator of the co-housing project Curant in Antwerp. Curant is a co-housing project for refugees, unaccompanied young refugees between 18 and 21 years old, who were cohabitating with uh, Flemish buddies. A buddy system ex- uh, exists in a lot of countries, but no country ever um, put a refugee together with a Flemish person in one house. And that's something we wanted to create in Antwerp by the funding of Urban Innovative Action Fund. We saw that a lot of refugees, when they turn into adulthood, when they become 18 years old, Their legal guardian drops out, they need to leave the shelter, and suddenly they're standing there all by themselves, being 18 years old. So they needed affordable housing, and they also needed more integration. But we also know when when you turn 18 years old, you don't want to sit in classrooms, listening about integration courses the whole time. So that's why we invented the buddy system where you have a one-on-one integration with a local buddy who's informal learning you new things while you're living together. There was a formal part where we educated the youngsters with Dutch classes, activation courses. But on the other side, we saw the most impact of the project on the informal way by living together with the buddy. It's a really nice thing that the city of Antwerp is making these regular services without funding because we saw it has a really big impact on refugees and the local Flemish people. We also have now some couples who went outside the project, looked for a private house themselves and still living together as a, as a duo. Current, this house-sharing project in Belgium, Jolien told us about, was co-financed through the European Regional Development Fund, or ERDF, which is one of the so-called EU structural funds and was actually at the origins of the cohesion policy. We asked Jean-Rousseau Margy, who is the chairman of the Regional Development Committee at the European Parliament, to explain to us what this fund is about. The Regional Development Fund is the engine of cohesion policy because it is one of the main funds that allows support and investment in the European regions supporting employment. And therefore it is extremely important for regions to have Europe support in their development strategy. Now, let's travel to the past and dig into the European Union's history. Even though the origins of policies addressing regional imbalances can be traced back to the Treaty of Rome, the Regional Development Fund was introduced in 1975. But it is not until 1988 when the cohesion policy as we know it was created. 
This happened during a very significant period for Europe because only a few years earlier, Greece and then Portugal and Spain had joined the EU and inequalities between member states had widened as a result. But this was a key moment for EU integration also because it was in 1986 when the Single Act, which led to the creation of the single market, was approved. In the medium term, first of all, it is a question of making irreversible, in spirit and indeed, the completion of the large frontier free market, which, need I remind you, was presented to you in the inaugural speech in January 1985 as the driving force behind the relaunch of community construction. Here's the then president of the European Commission, Jacques Delors, announcing that member states had agreed to the plan. And the Commission will shortly be sending you a document in which the link between the competitiveness of the European economy and the completion of the single market is quite extraordinary and astonishing. Even within a common market, there were enormous divergences between member states. Cohesion policy was is meant to tackle the social and economic disparities within the European Union. This is how the current Commissioner for Cohesion and Reforms, Elisa Ferreira, explained it to us. Well, cohesion is absolutely central. It is central because the European, this, uh, this machinery that we have organized, is based on free competition. I mean, but different countries have different levels of competitiveness from the start. So since the beginning, cohesion policy was there so that uh, the weakest economies could catch up in a way that they would be able to play the game. But what if an EU politician would have to explain to their citizens what cohesion policy is? What would they tell them? Cohesion funds are the most important ones in the European Union. And that's because it affects everyday people's lives. From schools, hospitals, environmental works, new roads, even culture, tourism, and supporting the enterprises, the SMEs around Europe, all these are funds that can be used through cohesion policy. We ask this precise question to Apostolos Tsitsikostas, who is the governor of the region of Central Macedonia in Greece and the president of the European Committee of the Regions. Through the cohesion funds, we can make all the changes happen in Europe and upgrade the living of every single citizen in the European Union. Cohesion policy is solidarity. The European countries gather to show solidarity one another and cohesion policy is the policy that implements this solidarity. Because the principle is the less you are developed, the more you benefit from Europe's support through cohesion policy. Cohesion policy has become one of the main investment policies of the EU. Just to give you an idea, for the next long-term budget from 2021 to 2027, we are talking about 377 billion euros, which is around one third of the budget. 
However, when it comes to the impact, the results that we find in the academic literature differ significantly. Well, some studies argue that the EU structural funds have had a very positive effect in regions across Europe, including from an economic perspective, others do not find any pieces of evidence. For instance, a recent study published by the economic think tank Bruegel found that the cohesion fund that targets the poorest regions in Europe was the only one actually contributing directly to growth. Nevertheless, the same study defends that these mixed results over the potential impact of cohesion policy can actually be explained by the difficulties to distinguish between the impact of national and EU expenditure because the socioeconomic context varies quite a lot from country to country, but also because some effects are simply too hard to measure. What it is clear, though, is that this investment policy has been a key element of EU action in times of crisis, from the financial downturn in 2008 to the economic fallout of the COVID-19 pandemic. Jonas Omarji defends the added value of EU structural funds, especially in times of crisis. Nous avons été affectés par une crise très grave. We were affected by a very serious crisis in 2008. The importance, the mobilization of cohesion funds considerably helped to temper the effects of the crisis in all European regions. Today we are confronted with the COVID crisis and it is the cohesion policy that has entered into action to temper the disastrous, catastrophic consequences of today's crisis in every sector and every region. One of the first decisions the European Commission took at the beginning of the pandemic was to allow member states to reallocate cohesion funds into the most affected sectors and regions. In July, the European Council agreed on a 1.8 trillion euro recovery plan and cohesion, including through a new instrument called REACTEU, meant to tackle the most immediate consequences of the crisis, is a key element of the recovery. However, the European Parliament and the Council of the EU, that represents the member states, still have a very difficult negotiation ahead to define the objectives, the allocation criteria and the terms under which countries will be able to access the cohesion funds for the next seven years. Of course, we will closely follow these discussions, but for now, this is it from me. My name is Beatriz Rios, this is Do You Speak Cohesion? And you can find out more about the EU's regional policy at Euractiv.com. This podcast is part of Euractiv's project Let's Meet Cohesion Policy, a journey through regions, challenges and success stories, funded by the European Union. This publication reflects only the views of the author and the European Commission is not responsible for any use that may be made of the information it contains.